Chris, it's the issue that's keeping billionaires awake at night the world over. I'm not talking about the recession. It's do you buy a Valkyrie or do you buy a Gordon Murray Oh, T50. Yeah. You yeah. buy both, don't you? <laughs> you buy both, I, I, suspe- I suspect if you drew the Venn diagram, <laughs> there'd be quite a big overlap <laughs> in the have, middle. Which cars do you like? All the cars. Um, so, just to kick off, what is exciting you about each in turn? I think the Valkyrie fascinates because it feels like it might be the end point for the internal combustion engine hypercar yeah. uh, for its performance. Uh, and the Adrian Newey thinking behind it and and the way that it's developed. Because, you know, I know one particular person who's doing a lot of the development work, and I think he's so Goodwin from uh, Chris Goodwin, good mate of mine from mm. McLaren, who did a lot of the great recent McLarens, is now doing that project as well. So, mm. Newey, Goodwin, a bit of Red Bull thinking, a bit of Aston Martin, what a lovely recipe. Bit of Cosworth. Yeah, absolutely. But there is a big but. I don't know what you do with it. I, 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 Have I you get... sat in one? I've sat in the buck there. Yeah, same here. I sat in the buck with your, with your feet somewhere above your earlobes. No there. space in the bloody thing. Yeah. So I, f- I just have this nagging doubt or nagging fear that the reason why you buy a Valkyrie is to say you've got a Valkyrie, but you don't know what you're going to do with it. Yeah. The Gordon Murray is something that was off my radar for a long time. It sort of went quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he going to make it? Isn't he going to make it? I mean, a bit of a spy shot, didn't look very good. And then you see it in the flesh. And it isn't the prettiest car you've ever seen. It's a bit, you've seen it. It's a bit slab-sided. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 there's too much volume on the sides of it for me, and therefore it looks a bit awkward in places. But it's so small. It's just it's, it's weeny. Size of a footprint on the road, Boxster. Oh, just tiny. And, yeah. I, and, I, and then you, you look at the purity behind what he wants to do with it and the, and the way that he's executed it. The engine and gearbox are tiny, and it, it seems to be the opposite or the antidote to all the other hypercars yeah. out there. I mean, if you stand and look at the thing, you just go, well, it's just another McLaren F1, Gordon. You did yeah. this in 1993. <laughs> yes, so, but the pedals weigh eight grams yeah, less. I know, I know, and I like all that, but <laughs> he's a, such a clever man. His response to me on that was, great, well, you know, for everyone that can't have a McLaren F1 because they're 20 million quid, come buy one of these, it's three. I'm more intrigued by the Gordon Murray car yeah. now than I am the Valkyrie. I know you had a good chat with him on your podcast and it's just, it's magic talking to him, isn't he's, it? He's, he's, he's just a legend. He's but, a, but I, but I, if, you could get, if I could get time with Adrian Newey, yeah. he'd be equally. There's this sense that some of these great F1 designers don't always carry over the pur- their purity of thinking and execution when they do a road car, yeah. or maybe you know, maybe they're not quite as good at it as they are at the racing cars. It stands to reason, doesn't it? I'm not being critical here. I'm just saying that maybe, you know, they aren't as good at it, and sometimes it gets a bit overcomplicated and goes too far. Yeah. And the Valkyrie is. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely mind-bending. I'm desperate to drive one. Yeah. I love the way it looks, and I love the concept. I really do. So exciting. There is a sense, though, that this is. You touched on it. Are we at the sort of end game, basically, of, of sort of combustion engine road cars? Because how fast can you get? We've only got four contact patches to work with. And, um, and, and also, look, we're looking at a car now that is a bit behind an F1 car, but comparable to a Formula One car around a certain type of track. And yet you're allowed to drive it in shorts and T-shirt to the shops without a helmet on legally. I mean, this is a bonkers place we're at, isn't it? Yeah, but it's great. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's anything other than great, but they are dangerous things. And I, yeah. and sometimes you do... I was, I, was, yeah, I was wobbling along in rural England yesterday and someone came the other way in a 599, which, which conventionally now is not a very fast car. That's, yeah. 620-odd horsepower. It's one of the affordable Ferraris. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, 
And he came towards me and he barely had a handle on it. You know, he was bumping all over the road and he was taking up a bit of my side of the road. He was just out with his mate trying to demonstrate how handy he was and he wasn't very. And you think, God, if, he, if people are getting it a bit loose in one of those, yeah. you double the horsepower, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where does it all end? Yes, I'm a, I'm a bit sort of over the hypercar thing and I've said it too many well, times. Well, I think you demonstrate. We, we, we've talked about Ferraris and you said what Ferraris you want to see. You want to see something small and simple and light and with the manual gearbox. What, what's different about these two cars? What's it? different about these two cars is it's Adrian Newey's, that's his epitaph to the, to the sport, to the supercar, isn't it? Mm. And Adrian Newey's doing it. Mm. I mean, the man is a genius. Yeah. And I'm, anything that's got his name on is going to be great, and I want to see it. Like I said, I'm not, I wonder whether the Gordon Murray, Adrian Newey road car creations are as, are as good as their racing cars. I yeah. suspect not, because they are ultimately racing car designers. Yeah. But it's still a fascinating. It's thing. amazing, fascinating to, to see how they how they've applied themselves to the subject. And what's interesting is in tandem, of course, Mercedes have got their Project One hypercar going along. Um, completely different. That isn't attached to a, a certain design or anything. The, the the formula with that was: can you take? I think it's a 2015 F1 engine, 1.6, uh, and make it work. And the answer, and the answer is. Maybe, the but answer, it's the bloody is, hard. Yeah, only just. Yeah. And I heard that the main problem was the, with the engine was idling. Yeah, yeah. For, for emissions, you have to idle at 1250. Yeah. And they don't and want they to. idle at 3,000, yeah. 4,000. History tells us that, the, that when there's a bit of a, a weapons race going on between car companies in a particular sector, there are normally odds-on favourites to be successful and to win the test. You know, people have decided what's the best one before they've even been made. Yeah. So F40 versus 959, then you go later on. You, you, can, you can choose your famous rivals throughout history. But history tells us that quite often the one that presented itself as being not good enough, a bit lacking on paper and not as exciting, comes through after time to, be, to become the one that you admire more. I mean, the best example of that is the 918 Spider. I knew you, I knew you okay. again there so, so it's true. It was a bit. It was the sort of like. Mm. We're all, you know, when you saw the LaFerrari specs and the P1, you all went, "Porsche, what have you been up to? You've, yeah. we've, you've been caught sleeping here." Yeah. But they hadn't. No. They, they'd actually developed a better car. And maybe. actually, SF90 is very similar to 918 yeah. in execution. Exactly. And... So, so maybe this Project One's going to sneak out That's and basically kick some ass, yeah. which, which could be really interesting. And and of course. If it doesn't, then it doesn't really matter because yeah. Tobias has buggered off to Aston Martin anyway, so it's not his problem <laughs> now, is it? I <laughs> can't deal with that. Yeah. Uh, while we're here, um, why not talk about the other sort of corner of hypercar world that's going on at the moment, which is pure electric hypercars, because we've got the Rimac uh, C2, the Pininfarina Batista, which is based on the same stuff, and then the Lotus Avaya, which are all supposedly... The Lotus what? Lotus Avaya. What do you call it? The Avija. I don't even know what it means. There's a point at which performance becomes unpleasant, Right, and so the only thing the electric hypercar can do to demonstrate that it's better than the internal combustion engine equivalents is to go faster. Because they don't operate on an emotional level yeah. at all, and they're heavy. Mm. So what they have got is brilliant traction, because they're pushing their tyres into the ground mm. from the moment they're just sitting there, because they're yeah. so heavy. And they can produce monster, monster torque, and therefore they can accelerate in a way that you can't understand. Mm -hmm. But once you get to sort of one and a half something G's of just, you know, straight line acceleration, beyond that, it's just unpleasant. We were doing sort of full bore starts in the Taycan the other day, which has yeah. 700 horsepower. I was feeling sick after the second one. I was, oh, enough of that. It's a very limited 
party trick. You know, mm. it really is. It is like walking into a room full of people and telling the same joke 13 yeah. times. I'm just not really interested in them. That's okay. But th- You're allowed to be not enthused by them. But that's just so... It's a bit early. It feels like they've gone early. Look, if the, if the, if the tech was... Because um, the problem is you drive them like they're intended to be driven and they're going to do two laps of a decent track before they need a charge. Well, they're, they're not for that. They're just for sprinting away from the lights in front of people, aren't yeah. they? So uh, they're welcome to it. And the Rimac story is fascinating. Yeah. You know, when Porsche what come guy? along and invest in your company, you know you've done something spectacular. Mm. But also, isn't it equally interesting that last week Porsche announced that it was going to invest in synthetic fuel um, technology mm. as well? Because maybe people are deciding that it's not all going to be about electric. Hedging its bets. Yeah. All right. So we'll bring it back to the two cars we started off on the Valkyrie, the T50. Yeah. You've got to pick a side now, once and for all. Um, here's the situation. The car's going to be waiting outside for you. You've got to drive from here to Germany and do one lap of the Nürburgring. Which one makes you more excited? Oh, that's really difficult because I'd need both. The drive to the Nürburgring I'd do in the, in the, in the Gordon Murray car. Yeah. And the lap I'd do in the Valkyrie. I tell you what, I'll... We'll go in convoy, yeah? If we get the two of them together ever, which might be quite tricky, that's the test we'll do for the magazine. And I, and I would love to do it. It sounds like the T50's won you over more, but you're, you're open to I the Valkyrie. It was just... I'm totally open to the Valkyrie. It's going to blow my mind. Whereas the, the, the Murray car isn't trying to define itself on track. Yeah. You ask him how fast it's going to be around a track, he goes, I couldn't give a <laughs> don't care. Yeah. Like, don't Have really... you seen the luggage pods, though? Exactly. And, and just the... Anything that, anything that goes away from the current supercar, hypercar vernacular and goes off at a tangent from it, for me, is appealing right now. These car companies are run by clever people. What's the, what's the supercar that, that is just going for more and more money in the used market? It's the McLaren F1. And yeah. it's going because it's got normally aspirated, amazing V12 and a manual gearbox. So why aren't they making a modern version of it? It's quite clear <laughs> people are willing to pay millions of pounds for them. Sure. And Gordon Murray's done that. Yeah. 